This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is number episode. Uh, this is episode number one hundred and sixty. I'm your host Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? How do you? Uh, uh, how are you doing, Adam? <laughs> I, 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 just fine. <laughs> Excellent. You sound you sound a little tongue tied. Is that because we have brand new uh, recording equipment in place today? It must be. You know we. You know. I, we've got our microphone stands in place and hopefully our, our call quality is even better than it's ever been. And, you know, it, it falls right under, you know, one of my favorite sayings, we've upped our standards now up yours. Bada bang. <laughs> well, I don't know if, if I've upped my standards, but I've upped my aspirations. So now up yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, so, well, how are you know. doing? I'm doing pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I'm back to running regularly now. Yep. Um, yep. No balloon feet. Uh, yep. No, no, things are pretty good. My, I mean, I'm still, I'm easing back into it. So my physical therapist this week cleared me to run for three minutes at a time, one minute off walking. So I do what's called run walks. Uh, even that doing a run walk, I averaged, uh, I like think my last mile was like uh, my last session was like nine minutes, 49 seconds per mile average mm-hmm. during a 5k. So I was doing well under 10 minute miles walking a quarter of the time. Yeah. So I thought that was all right. Yeah. You know, so it's not like I've completely lost it all. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about that, but yeah, it feels, it feels really good just to be moving again. And uh, I don't know. I, I shared with you a couple of nights. I, I definitely indulged in Oreos. <laughs> a little bit. And, um, that I'm about solid 10 pounds heavier than I was the day of the marathon, <laughs> which is yeah. not really to be terribly surprised, you know, mm-hmm. that's so. funny. You know, I mean, you've, you said more than once that Oreos are a temptation for you. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing bad about them. Yeah. They, they taste good. They've got a yeah. good flavor. They're sugary. I just, if I never ate another Oreo, I wouldn't miss it, but they're not yeah. bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the thing too. It's like, I, I don't need Oreos, but when I have them and I've bought them, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I want to eat those. And I was tempted when I have, when I have sweets in the house, I'm always tempted to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to get them. And, um, so that's why when I'm dieting seriously, you know, I just, I get all that stuff out of the house, just mm-hmm. don't have it anywhere. So that's the only way to be sure. Now, mine is chocolate like truffles. If I've got a box of those, they are not going to survive. <laughs> like, All right. Well, there I'll you just go. have three. No, I'll have four. <laughs> I'll just say, well, uh, like Jim Gaffigan says, um, you know, when you're eating mini muffins, it's like, what's the deal with mini muffins? You know, yeah. they're, they're so small. They hardly count. I'll yeah. just have one or 12. One or 12. <laughs> Speaking of Jim Gaffigan, I just got tickets to see Jim Gaffigan. I just bought him this morning. He's coming to Medford. Nice. So he'll be here next April, right there at the Chevalier Theater, Omicron permitting. 
And uh, so let's hope, let's hope, because my uh, I was I saw a buddy guy there was uh, a few weeks ago, and um, you know it's I love having a, a theater right like a literally like you know fifteen minute walk from my house. Yeah, and it's great. And so here, my favorite stand up comedian is coming to town. I'm like, yeah, this is why I moved to Boston. This is why I live here. This is great. <laughs> Except when it was Buddy Guy, that show got canceled and rescheduled like three times. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think Gaffigan's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what his newest stuff is, too. I'm I'm really curious. I haven't I haven't seen it, but that's a nice. Uh, the other nice stuff about having like a Spotify or an Apple Music subscription is you get his new stuff whenever it's there. It's like yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So what else? What's what's new in the uh, the Adam world? Are you uh, any new CrossFit updates or anything? Or Well, so last week I kind of got sinus crud. I was fighting it on the show last week and it hit that. me over the weekend and just knocked me out. I couldn't breathe, you know, and it kind of went from my head into my chest. And so I couldn't do any CrossFit because, you know, if I walk up the stairs and I'm out of breath, just imagine doing burpees for two minutes and what could possibly go wrong yeah (laughs) so kind of felt like crud so this week was a uh unplanned rest week (laughs) sometimes those are the best rest weeks and cough (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, so i'm still i'm clearing out so i by next week i'll be i'll be right as rain as it's good for you as the expression goes uh, you know, that's the thing is too, is I've noticed. So, so I have, um, so I've got a client call right after this. And then right after that, I have tickets for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Of course today, Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man movie comes out. I'm not going to see that anytime soon, unfortunately, but I got Ghostbusters matinee tickets. And when I bought them, the only two seats booked in the entire theater were my two seats. Yeah. Um, since then the entire front row that I have has filled up yeah. and I'm like, ah, so I'm wondering like, should I cancel it and go for a refund and exchange and just take the two, you know, two seats down in front <laughs> and yeah. move out of the row that I'm in. Cause I'm like, I don't know, man, people are still being stupid about this virus. So, well, and they may not, they may not actually fill it up and you may be able to just move anyway. That's generally what happens, you know, it's usually, but I, I'm kind of one of those guys who's like a stickler for the rules. So if the rules <laughs> say you sit here in this seat and that's your ticket, I tend to just sit where I bought the ticket for. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, <sighs> one year. It, so the music city bowl, that's one of the college bowls and it happens here in Nashville at the Titan stadium. Well, one year we bought Music City Bowl tickets and they were nosebleeds. I mean, UT was playing. I mean, they were nosebleeds. So we're going and we're walking down the sidewalk and on the sidewalk are two tickets. So we picked them up. They are 45 yard line, 14 rows back from the UT side. Nobody's looking for them. (laughs) so we picked them up and went in (laughs) because what are you going to do with that now now some would argue like the ethical thing to do would be to like 
take them, them to the ticket counter and you know like turn them in somewhere yeah probably should have done that in hindsight you know because we were like but we were like well what do we do with them i mean because if we we can't just say are these your tickets because they're like well yes yeah. <laughs> those are <laughs> my tickets thank you so but yes in hindsight after we thought about it, it was like well what we could have done is taken it to the ticket box and yep. say hey we found these you know, if somebody comes looking for them, here they are, but then they'd have to go to that ticket box. Then they'd, have, you know, so we had these yeah. awesome seats to watch the, the game, which we had tickets for elsewhere, but the whole time, like the whole first quarter, we're like, well, we're wondering when their friends are going to get here or they're gonna say, Hey, where's, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, Adam. Hi. <laughs> where's John and Jane? Aren't they supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I couldn't make it. What? This is a great game. How do you know John and Jane? Are you friends from work? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. So, so yeah. In those in these uh, periods of time where uh, you hear sudden silence, dear listener, uh, if you're not watching the video, you'd see this is where Adam is turning his head to cough. So, <laughs> I'll not- try to do better about filling in those silences. <laughs> And it's not a physical, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. well, you just said you had that creeping crud there. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm curious. Do you, you generally provide, are you like 100% managed services or do you ever like sell one-offs or like sell a license or anything? Or you do all of that through your monthly contracting these days? We don't, yeah, we only do managed services uh we do have a couple of legacy break fix clients that will just work by the hour but if somebody and it really it really depends if we're gonna if somebody needs a favor like Mm -hmm. somebody really needed a meraki and you know you can only get it through a dealer you know i might help them out but but generally speaking, no, just yeah. if somebody called up and said, Hey, we need an office 365 license. Like, well then whip out your credit card and buy one. It's, it's in the billing section. You know, I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> gotcha. No, I was just, I was curious. Cause um, recently like moving forward, the, are you familiar with the uh, Microsoft open license p- plan or up, open license program? Yeah. As it's uh, going away, going away. (laughs) Exactly. And so I had a, uh, in typical fashion, uh, I have a client who asked for a quote on windows server 2019 Uh, or no, sorry. He said, he said, what I have is I have a new hardware, new core, new box. I want to install windows server 2016 on or no 2019. I forget, but I bought a bunch of client access license for, for 2016. So can I still use that? And I didn't remember because I know you used to be able to buy like, for example, a newer version of Windows Server and then have downgrade rights so you could write an old one. Mm-hmm. But I didn't remember if that applied to the client access licenses as well. Does that apply to the CALs or not? So I emailed, you know, and, and my, my client gives me this very well thought out explaining, you know, this is yeah. what I've bought. This is what I have. These are the old licenses I have. Can I do this? Can I do this? If not, can I do this? And I get back from my distributor. Here's a quote on Windows Server 2019. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, is that the answer? 
because there were like multiple questions here you know yeah. so like i don't know when i got here and then i was like so if we wanted to do this this could i do this and they're like oh no if you want to do that you have to buy this but you know if you want to downgrade rights to this you have to buy windows server 2022 and that's over here and i'm like oh i haven't done that before so i've definitely done like the cloud solutions provider stuff because i mm -hmm. resell 365 and stuff all the time but i haven't done that with um with the uh with windows server 2019 or uh, with with windows server licenses yet haven't bought yeah. that way yet. so that's the first for me where i have to quote that out yeah yeah and it's only i don't know they just make it harder and harder to do but so it goes yeah, well, there's a reason that there's a Microsoft certified licensing specialist certification. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I so my I mean, I buy through a company called Tech Data. They're my <laughs> they're my reseller. I also buy everything through Synex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Synex, Tech Data. They're now together. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Were you with Tech Data before or with Synex and then when they joined? I was, but generally I was using Synex because pricing was usually better. Oh, okay. But service. So here's the thing is like I have a dedicated account rep with Synex. I have a team which is really good at not email, not responding to my emails at Tech Data. Yeah. And it's like with Tech Data, it's like I never know who I'm going to get. I never know who I'm talking to. And it's just, it's really weird. Um, with Synex, I have one person. Um, she's generally a disappointment and usually demonstrates various degrees of incompetence, but at least I have one person <laughs> that I can deal with. Um, yeah. So um, I would go back and forth because often more recently, especially now in COVID times and supply chain shortages, sometimes tech data will have a laptop that Synex just would not, for example. Yeah. And so, you know, I would deal with them there, but in general, like, it's not a rush. You're going to get it next week. I'll save, you know, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks on a laptop. I'll take that extra margin. That's a nice steak dinner for me. So, yeah. you know, I'll wait a little bit. It's like, no, I really need to get this. I need it now. I'll order it from tech data. So I'm curious to see what happens with this merger really. Cause other than just rebranding some logos, I haven't seen any differences yet. Well, and it, to me, the service has gotten worse. Uh, since they've merged because <laughs> I used to have subpar service. Now I have bogey service. I mean, it's, <laughs> Oh, even better. I was going to say, yeah. you didn't get par service. So what did you get? Oh goodness. Yeah. Bogey or double bogey. Like I know it just, it just happens. The renewal dates for everything is the eighth of the month. So it's, you know, that's when the subscription starts over. So I've, I've gone in nine days ahead of the subscription coming up for renewal. And I want to make a change to it so that I get it done before then. And then I don't have this because the way they do it is they do a partial prorated for the entire month. And then they end up giving it back to you. They reconcile it, but you've paid for the whole month. Well, that adds up when you're talking about 600 licenses, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, and they'll get back with me nine days later for, I need this reserved instance updated yep. and they don't even get back to me for nine days. Well, that whole time I overpaid for Microsoft and yeah. Microsoft, they're not going to give me the money back because my, re <laughs> my retailer took their time making a change. Yep. <laughs> so yep. yeah, I'm actually uh. looking for a better vendor. I found another one, but they don't seem to be much better either. 
nobody <laughs> under because here's the here's the underlying problem nobody understands it yeah yeah exactly that's the thing it's it's way too complicated mm-hmm. and you know that's one reason like when there are alternatives and there are smaller vendors i prefer to deal with smaller vendors mm-hmm. so so i forget now we did record last week right we did it's been, it's been so long since we've done so consistently um so uh i did mention about the eye issue that i was having last week yep you uh found a f- four-month-old contact in your eyeball uh, four week but who's oh, okay <laughs> so the good news is as of today i think my vision is back to where it was yeah it took about three or four days afterwards i did see my optometrist on uh saturday and she said yep it looks good um and she said yeah it takes like i forget how long it takes so long to uh f- for the um like a part of the eye to start growing over the lens mm-hmm. So eventually, if you leave it in long enough, your the 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 lens that your natural lens will like grow over the plastic lens, and that wow. apparently is not a good thing. Yeah, it'd be like a, you know, a fence row next to a tree. Well, well it's like an implant, you know. Yeah, a fence <laughs> yeah. row next to a tree. That sounds so. That sounds so Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so here's the thing, though. She said, "Yeah," uh, and she just says this so matter of factly, as just like. Yeah, the um, um, I once found three contact lenses in a patient's eye. You know, so you know, sort of like don't feel that bad, <laughs> kind of like yeah. I still, I felt like a freaking idiot though. Like, how did I miss that? How did I? It just, I just don't understand how I missed that. But how did <laughs> three contact lenses? You just keep mm-hmm. on sticking them in there every day. I mean, like, how does that happen? <laughs> Do I, do I remember correctly, or maybe I'm not correct. Can you see a contact lens with a black light? That I don't know. I, that I don't know. That they, sticks. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just imagining, but that sticks in my mind that you could. Cause I'm like, if you had a black light, maybe you could just look at your eye and like, Hey, look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's the thing is usually I see them. And like I said, I went to my doctor's office and the physician's assistant, she didn't see it. Yeah. And then, you know, so that's really shame on her then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, this is like, I should have just known, like, if it's an eye issue, go to the eye doctor. Yes. You know, maybe not the one down at the local lens crafters there, but my real eye doctor that I've been seeing for almost 10 years now and have been fairly happy with it. So, like, why did I not do that right off the bat? Uh, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, happy ending. It did take a few days though, because I was definitely. Um, I was a little concerned because my vision in my right eye was weaker. It was worse. It was blurrier than my left, which is usually not the case. Right. Um, but then again, as of like, I think yesterday or maybe even the day before it, I, you know, look across the room and I can read my diploma with my right, but not with my left. I'm like, ah, things feel better again. <laughs> and like my reading glasses work and my distance glasses work. Yay. I'm so happy now. <laughs> Oh goodness. That was scary though. That was a, was, that was a, not, not a happy time. So. No things with your eyes. I mean, especially, I mean, really things with senses are pretty scary. I think, I think eyesight would probably be the worst. I mean, I wouldn't want to lose any of them, but mm-hmm. I think eyesight would probably be worse than hearing or others, you know? Yeah. I mean, for <laughs> us, we, you know, we primarily rely on eyesight, but think about like, what if you lost your sense of touch? 
Yeah. That'd be difficult too. I mean, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. So Mm -hmm. anyway, before we get too much on a downer, (laughs) let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about happy things, happy things like revenge porn. Oh, that doesn't (laughs) sound happy. (laughs) Oh God. So I recently dealt with a case of revenge porn sort of sort of so here's the thing if you're not familiar with this and i've, I've definitely spoken with uh, with with people who had not heard the concept before um in my experience it's generally a guy gets mm-hmm. pictures uh, you know gets hands on pictures of an ex-girl and friend girl acquaintance not necessarily an ex-girl i suppose that's a case too but yeah um what happens is it's often that the an, an ex posts photos doctored or otherwise of their ex in an attempt to dox them and um you know and shame them Mm -hmm. the case i investigated was interesting however because it was a guy who doxed his uh his ex his ex-girlfriend or wife i don't know um by sending sample pictures of her various online profiles to a bunch of co-workers her co-workers okay. essentially outing her but here's the thing it doesn't look like these were you know private collection videos or photos these were her online profiles on instagram and twitter and onlyfans.com no <laughs> so like she's putting it all out there for a very apt description <laughs> and uh he just forwarded this on to you know he her boss and her shared boss's public boss. information so i was like ah, but there's a lot going on there you know like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, so so it was it was it was interesting to say the least you know but i'm like yeah. dude you don't go posting pictures of yourself in company uniform online <laughs> and someone asked like wait how did how, how did you post nudes while in company uniform i'm like okay so you you, you just unbutton and you know like, yeah like really do i have to really explain that, this to you use uh, your use your brain your, use your imagination it, so. it'll come to you <laughs> oh, my God. so that was interesting to say the least um and just you know but this like so many lessons learned here people like ah. Uh, Ah, 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 <laughs> and uh, and how how old were these people i think uh early 40s no oh, really so like, they're yeah y'all know better yeah yeah i don't know better <laughs> yeah these aren't these are not like 20 someone's you know like right out of right out of school or something so it was it was uh, anyway yeah. yeah so that was it was interesting to say the least mm-hmm. so but yeah all right, so, so that was the happy thing. Well, let's talk about a, let's talk about other happy stuff. Audits. Audits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was on a roll. I was on a roll. <laughs> so um, no, so I'm right now. It's it's audit season for two of my largest engagements, both at the hospital and my fintech startup. Mm-hmm. And so on both of these, I'm having to deal with audit auditors and stuff. And it's 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 interesting because I'm sitting here. In one side, I'm trying to collect information for the auditors that they're asking for. And, you know, they get really small, like not even complete sentence requests for stuff. 
And so it's no wonder that the stuff that they get back is often not what they're looking for. Yeah. Because the requests are really, really poorly written. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like example of blah, where blah is extremely vague. Like, can't you guys put in, you know, like just dedicate a couple brain cells to this request so that it makes sense and we know what the heck you're trying to get from us? Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of times, well, being in IT, they're asking us questions and they don't understand the answers. They, they know the answer that they need to get, but they don't understand the answer because, and sometimes the question is like, well, I need to give you more information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> often. And that's the thing is auditors often don't understand what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. I have worked with plenty who just have no clue. And they're like, uh, it says this, I'm like, yeah, I know it says that I asked you what that means by that. They're like, uh, it says this, right. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but see, if I answer this no right here, I'm going to fail. But no is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've had that too. Like one of my engagements, they said, well, you know, we're, we, we say in our policy that we do this training every year. I'm like, okay, but we didn't do it last year. What do we say? Uh, you say you didn't do it last year. Oh. I'm like, you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't lie to the auditors or, yeah. or, you know, you do it right now and you put down like, yes, it was done. This was the date. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a common practice. Auditors, you know, in preparation for things I'm sure they f- constantly find stuff like, oh, right. We were supposed to do that and we didn't, mm-hmm. but we did it right now. Okay. So yeah, so that will probably come up as a finding, but you did it. So move on, you know, but like, what do we say? Well, you don't lie and say that you did something that you didn't do. Yeah. For starters. You know? Yeah. And that's the, often the, you know, I'm, I, I get this impression sometimes that the clients are asking me like, well, can't we just say that we did it? I'm like, can't we just lie? Is that what you're saying? Can't we yeah. just lie? Right. Yeah. No, no, it's not what you say. So. Yeah. So I just went through, I mean, it, it wasn't exactly audit, but it, my insurance renewal period is in November. And so one of those items is cybersecurity insurance, where I was able to get it through one carrier for the past two years for around $1,400. This year, that it was going to be $7,000 for cybersecurity insurance to match what I had because I'm an MSP. And um, <clears throat> so I was like, okay, let's, let's review let's view other options. We need to find another vendor other than these people because obviously they don't want to cover me and they don't understand it. And one of the people that I went to, they said, do you use Kaseya? I said, well, yes, I do. We won't, co- we won't cover you, period. I'm like, uh-huh. you got, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but you guys are, are so ill-informed because not all of Kaseya was compromised. And after a company has been breached, they are now the safest that they have been all along because they've got so much scrutiny on them. You know, everybody's looking at it themselves, their their clients, their vendors, their competition, you know, and I'm sure their insurance auditors, you know, are looking at, did you fix it? I'm like, Kaseya is now safer than it's ever been, mm-hmm. you know? You're like, well, solar winds, they've fixed theirs. I mean, that's been two years ago now, so we don't care about them. I'm like, 
Well, actually, they're just about the time that their security lull has occurred and and they're not keeping up to date again. So <laughs> like, come on, guys. I mean, yep. you don't even know the extent of the Kaseya breach. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is like, yeah, I mean, after companies are breached, they do tend to go through and clean stuff up, which is great. But that's not a given. You know, yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't want to come, you know, bet on that. And the fact that they got breached. Yeah. I mean, that's a concern, right? Kaseya got breached. We don't use them um, at the hospital. We definitely um, gave uh, solar winds a sideways glance. Uh huh. And, you know, we're looking to see about finding replacements for them. So, you know, like some of them too, it's like, how did they handle the incident? How did they respond to it? Did they try to cover it up? Were they just doing blatantly stupid things? Solar winds one, two, three as an admin password? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Really? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes me say, no, no more. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So, <sighs> all right. <clears throat> So did I tell you that I was on the news week before last, I guess? I did. I did? Yes. That was a good little bit there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I told you, but I don't think we talked about it on the show. So I was on, no. I was on our local WKRN Channel 2 News. Um, so Tennessee has, well, you know, throughout the United States, funding uh, is being discussed and scheduled uh, to go to the states to help shore up cybersecurity. And they are sending $21 million to Tennessee. Problem solved. <clears throat> Problem solved. So what they were doing, how I came to be uh, on the news was they wanted to get local IT experts on, uh, you know, what's my take on them giving money to help protect for cybersecurity and what should they do with the money? Well, <clears throat> I told them, I said, well, it's not enough money. I mean, it's not going to protect. I mean, it's not going to do an awful lot, honestly, 21 million. That sounds like a lot of money, but you're talking about corporations throughout the United States because I, what we do, you know, my tools cost about 50% of everything that I charge for my clients, mm -hmm. just the tools to protect them. So my business, you know, overall, we're looking at one and a half million. And that's four clients, I mean, 40 clients. Yep. So just doing simple math, if you cut that in half, saying half of that was, was all tools, yep. you know, 750,000, that only protects 40 businesses in Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm protecting, you know, 40 businesses for three quarters of a million dollars. $21 million spread throughout the entire state. You can do the math on that. You know, we're, we're not going to protect a lot of companies. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's not, it's not enough. It's just totally not enough. So, yeah. So how did you, uh, how did the local news station get your info? They just found me. Uh, I mean, we're very prominent in the, in Google and local and, you know, he found me, asked me if I was available and I actually was like, ah, when can we book this? Cause I'm really busy. And he's like, I need this to go out this afternoon. I was like, Oh, okay. Let's record this at 11. And, you know, it was, it was kind of my, uh, I, I kind of anticipated, you know, that he would record, ask a bunch of, bunch of questions and then like 
15 or 20 seconds would be all that came out of it. So, and, and that was about right, about 30 seconds of, of, yeah. of answers, but I was pleased that, you know, I didn't look like a dummy, you know, like splice, splicing some pieces together that didn't make sense or taking something out of context. So it's, yep. it's kind of a risk really. <laughs> always. It's always the way it is, you know, <laughs> uh, oh boy, I tell you. Yeah, I, I I mean I wouldn't mind getting some uh you know some of the, some twenty one million dollars come my way for stuff like that. So. Yeah, well, and I you know I told him my recommendation was um, it doesn't really matter about the tools. Uh, the number one problem is user education. Yep, because it doesn't matter how good my tools are if you give away your password. You can just pass, you can just bypass all of the things, you mm -hmm. know, there's no, uh, I'm just trying to find a little picture. I can't find it right now, but there was a little comic, a little, you know, uh, a comic stri strip or a little political cartoon thing. One time it said like, uh, it showed a boxing match and it says, you know, like in this corner we have, you know, like the Russians, the Chinese, all these hackers with all these advanced tools and blah, 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 blah. And in this corner, we have Bob. Bob. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, Bob, yeah. gonna lose. <laughs> gonna lose. <sighs> yeah. So. so that's that's part of our uphill battle is just training users. It, every People are smart. I mean, people are smarter than they give themselves credit to, but then they shut their brains off when it comes to computers and at some place oh, i thought you were trying to say like uh like ron white well, i'm i'm smart you know but you can't prove it on paper <laughs> yeah yeah well I'm, yeah people have their dumb their flat spots where they're just completely dumb and it seems like computers is one of those that people just say i don't understand it i quit yep oh totally totally and yeah that's that's a thing that's a thing and it doesn't help that the you know the attackers know how to exploit people when they're at their worst to get you to shut off the critical thinking part of your brain and get you just mm -hmm. in fight or flight response and do stupid things that are not in your best interest yeah well it's funny so elizabeth uh, spoke on a podcast this past week to elder people yep and so they were you know i said well this is what you know this is what they need to get Anything that elicits an emotional response from them, they need to be wary of that. <clears throat> if yep. it if it makes that's them excited, yeah, that's yeah. really funny because I literally just blogged about that uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like literally, yeah. If, if you can, if it gets your heart rate up, that's your flag right there. Okay, let me let me find out exactly what I wrote. Hold on, emotions <laughs> and email do not mix well. November 18th. There you go. When you're in an emotional state, when we are in an emotional state, we don't make good decisions. Think about this for a minute. When have you ever found yourself making informed, calculated, smart decisions in a highly emotional state? We don't. We jump to conclusions. We make rash decisions, often very poor ones. Mm -hmm. And I went on from there. So <laughs> there exactly. you go. Exactly. <laughs> huh. Wow. We're on the same page. Indeed. <laughs> Cool. Ah. All right. All right. What else we got? So we have, 
we had some things in, in your list there. We did. Now, did you have other stuff, though? I feel like I've been dominating the last few episodes. Uh, no, no. I mean, I had stuff. I mean, I've, I've talked. The uh, We did talk about, um, we, we mentioned in the recording that we did not record, um, upgrading to Windows 11 and Server 22. Should you do it? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I had a client just email me and said, "Hey, my CEO, uh, do, do you have a good backup program for like local stuff? Um, my CEO wants to back up his local PC to a to a removable hard drive." Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, "I can sell you a solution that will do that and back it up to the cloud, so you'll actually have decent protection." Yeah. Right. Um, but I was like, he's like, well, he doesn't want cloud, just wants local and stuff. I was like, yeah, use Windows backup. Yeah. Like literally I click start button. I just type backup and it's like backup settings. Here you go. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I couldn't find that on Windows 11. <laughs> like, <laughs> eat the heck out of me, buddy. I, I haven't even looked at Windows 11 yet. And I don't plan to for, you know, in, in the, the very near future. So yeah. you know, have fun with that. So before Windows 11 came out, I sent it in my newsletter. I sent it as an are you aware letter to, so my are you aware letter goes to the CEOs, the the VIPs of the company. The newsletter goes to everybody who will let me send them a newsletter Mm -hmm. and it, you know, employees, everybody. And it said, do not upgrade to windows 11 for a minimum of six months. Yeah. Wait. Wait until the new, you know, the new service pack or the next cycle release, you know, whatever they call it comes out. Yeah. You so know? If you feel the need that you absolutely need to test Windows 11, fine. Do it on a brand new computer that's built for Windows 11 or an old computer that's that was certified to work with Windows 11 and it's non-production, meaning if it's quirky, if it doesn't have all, if your features aren't perfect anymore, then doesn't matter i mean it's a non-issue did it stop people from upgrading to windows 11 nope no (laughs) no and then we have we have some that you know we they upgraded to 11 and then we found that okay we did the research they had a problem yep outlook search gets broken with up upgrading to windows 11 are you sure Yes, we're sure it's, it's on Microsoft's website. It's a known bug. It's a known problem. The only solution today is to use windows 10 with yep. outlook for the search function to work properly. Yep. Or you wait till they fix it. Or you wait. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Cause it's, it's uh, you're like, well, we'll use OWA in the short term. Well, there you go. I mean, there but... you go. It's easy. Ah, <laughs> uh brother yeah. yeah so the short answer is no don't do it yet next don't do it yet <laughs> oh yes yeah, so you said in uh friends with beer episode number six you might have imbibed too much define too much <laughs> uh drunk <laughs> i muted myself <laughs> Remember when we were talking about those key, keystroke shortcuts? Yeah. Apparently Alt-A mutes you. And somehow I just hit Alt-A when I was trying to do Alt-Tab to tab switch. 
Yeah, friends with beer episode six. Um, I was definitely tipsy. Uh, I sampled two beers and they were both fairly strong. Um, one of them was Omegang Brewery's Everything Nice, which is like a nine percent uh holiday beer. Yeah, and it's really nice. It's like a nice <laughs> Belgian double or a Belgian triple with a spicy finish, mm-hmm. and it's so tasty. It was it was really yummy. Um, nice. and, uh, yeah. And I drank a lot of it. <laughs> uh, and I had something else beforehand too. And I was definitely getting a little sloppy towards the end. And then I, <laughs> yeah. you know, they say when you drink a lot of alcohol, you make good decisions. Cause then after that episode was done, I was hungry. So I ordered, uh, like a dozen Nashville hot wings and a large pizza from <laughs> the local Wegmans and, yeah. uh, ate most of both. Yep. Good decisions. Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, like you do stuff like that. Rarely you can probably get away with it. So, mm-hmm. but again, that plus I've been eating like, uh, so for the marathon after party, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of my friends brought me like two bags of Oreos, which <laughs> I, and I, I only opened one of them within the last few days. So I've been like plowing my way through those also. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, once those are done, I'm like, okay, that's enough. I'm going out for dinner with friends tonight, tomorrow. I'm doing an all day yoga, Qigong and meditation retreat. Nice. So so as of tonight, tonight marks like, this is the end, my friend, (laughs) tomorrow, (laughs) tomorrow I'm back to it. I'm going to be running almost every day. I'm doing my physical therapy exercises. So the, the party's over for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so we're doing at CrossFit, it, it has ended, but they were doing a 75 days of like really cleaning up your diet and everything. And one of those included alcohol and diet and water and rest and, you know, all the good things that you should be doing anyway. It just kind of makes you be really intentional about it. Um, so one of the things I'm kicking out is alcohol just altogether, like, cause it's just a, it's just empty calories. And I was kind of getting in the habit of drinking too regularly. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to cut it out and I don't need it. <laughs> so, so I have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, like I definitely like, I have months and months worth of beer here yeah. at the pace that I'm drinking them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not drinking a lot. Right. Um, you know, definitely, when I'm hanging out with the lady, having a glass of wine, sometimes a sip of a little bit of sip of scotch or something. Sure. But, um, you know, it's not like, I don't know, like after I do like a, you know, uh, I have like a really good workout or I do like a 10 mile run or something. I feel like it feels like a sense of accomplishment. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I reward myself with one, but I don't need every day to, you know, reach for a beer. And I think mm-hmm. I'm, I know I'm healthier because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was where I was. I was like, I was drinking a beer or two every day. I'm like, that's too often. So now I'm limiting myself to social one and, and not more than once a week. Just we're out for dinner. We're out with friends. I'll have a glass of wine or a beer or whatever. Keep it, keep it moderate. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Moderation. All things in moderation, including moderation. (laughs) If you're a moderator, keep it moderate.
if you're much moderated. <laughs> so uh, what else we got to talk about here? We're wrapping, we're getting close to wrapping up. So let's... yeah, we're getting close to wrapping up the, we haven't done an, I don't think we did a nifty last week. We did not. So the nifty that I like is called Espanzo. 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 Uh, Habla Espanzo? Habla Espanzo. Um, So so it it means like to expand, right? And what it is, is it's a free open source text expander. So for example, um, a lot of the stuff that I have to do with one of the audits, like all documents before they go to the auditors flow through me. And a lot of these, I just need to rubber stamp. You know, I glance at it. I say, yep, this looks good, reviewed and approved. Boom, move on. With Espenzo, I have a keyboard shortcut, colon RAP. So I I type a colon wrap and Espenzo interjects that and types out reviewed and approved, new paragraph, new paragraph, Peter. So it's just keyboard shortcuts, right? So if you find yourself typing the same thing over and over and over again, it's Mm -hmm. really handy for that. Um, I frequently will direct clients and prospects like, you know, you can schedule, you can see my availability and schedule a 30 minute call with me at HTTPS colon slash slash www.speaktotheexpert.com. Please use this to pick a time that meets our, you know, meets Mm -hmm. conveniently meets our schedule colon STTE. Nice. So I just type colon STTE and it says all that. And then I can just fire away the email and stuff. So I looked at this, there are definitely, there are commercial versions, but since I'm cheap, I always like to look first for an open source thing, Mm -hmm. which is what I did. And um, so far it's been working really well, but every now and then it seems to kind of get confused and it just like stops working and I need to reload it. So I'm not sure if it's a windows permissions thing or it's a bug, but I just demonstrated it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so, it just flew um, right in there. So, so far though, it's working pretty well. And, um, you know, just demonstrate, you can see it in real time, right? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so I like that. And, you know, like I have a bunch of those things. And what I've also been doing is um, there's no iOS version, obviously, but iOS supports text shortcuts also in the keyboard. And this is something I've, I blogged about when they introduced this like more than 10 years ago, I think. Um, like if I type in the letter R twice, it replaces it with A-R-E. And if I type U, the letter U twice, it comes into, it turns into Y-O-U, for example. And so I use a lot of the same shortcuts on my phone. So I just type in like colon S-T-T-E on my phone and it will say the same thing. Um, I forget the exact name of the blog article, but I think it was like how to type like a teenager and not look like an idiot or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can use all these short little, you know, like quippy little responses and stuff and still, you know, have, have a well-formed, you know, like something doesn't look like you're just like texting on a T9 keyboard. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So, so anyway, so yeah, I like a Spenzo. So I was thinking of the practical uses. I mean, what you described is very practical use, but I was also thinking about, you know, my guys on the help desk who, you know, exact same thing. Hey, I need you to, we use Calendly. I need you to get on my Calendly count, you know, calendar. Yep. Yep. C-A-L colon. Boom. That would be really slick or 
you know, closing this ticket because you won't call me back. No response from the customer closing this ticket, you know, like colon NRP, you know, or colon NR, NRFC, no response from customer, right? Yeah. Colon NRFC. So, um, yeah, with Espanzo, everything starts with a colon. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably redefine that, but by default, that's what you do. So it's like colon this, colon that. And, um, you know, if you're a programmer and you frequently find yourself, like a lot of these things will be, you can do in a text editor, right? So if you're a programmer, um, you know, it'll do text expansion stuff for you. And if you're using Notepad++ or Visual Studio or something, or Atom, there's a number of different things where you can say, like, if you type IF, open parenthesis, it'll close the parenthesis, open a, you know, curly brace, open a close, close curly brace. So you can start building out your if statement. Mm -hmm. You can do the same type of stuff in any program when you're composing an email or something. So it's, it's going to be pretty handy. Cool. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. So that's nifty. Um, There are definitely options. There are commercial options out there, but like I said, uh, you know, let me see what I do. Uh, see how this one does and you know this one so far it seems to be working pretty well so i'm like i like it so there you go (laughs) all right well i think we can leave on a winner all right uh, you want to take us out i will take us out so if you want to get a hold of us we would love your feedback. You can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. Um, we've turned off comments. Have we turned off feedback there too? I don't even remember. No, no, we can, you can still fill it, can do still, the form fill. Okay, you can still contact us there. So if you have suggestions for, uh, you know, topics or just want to say hi, buy us a beer, whatever. Yeah, you can find us there. Yeah. Adam can be found at sublimecomp.com and also on Twitter at sublime comp uh i can be found on twitter at nicolaitis n-i-k-o-l-a-i-d-i-s uh, my <laughs> business is at paradigmcc.com my yoga is at yoga with peter.com the other podcast that i co-host with scott wilsey is friends with beer.com and on that note since we were smart enough to actually record this time <laughs> yes. i say we stop recording adam and you go ahead and push the big red button to contact either us or our guests visit blurring the lines podcast.com if you like what you're hearing do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in itunes google play store or wherever you found us